0: Radio,
1: shouting. Said he did I cut up the station, it's about that time for feel Most likely he a small fry, if he wanna by high. It's one in one station, only they got the streets on fire. So please do not touch the dial, cause we filming go Live, live, live.
0: What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? And of course you know it's your boy Beehive Radio shouting, and stepping in the building I got my Louisiana fam in this thing. Hurricane Chris, what's good with it boss?
1: I'm just laid back chilling man, you know, just trying to peep this Atlanta vibe. I'm out here, I ain't been out here in years since I got rid of my house in Douglasville. What? It feel good to be in the A. How long ago did you leave the A? Man, how long ago that was? Probably like. Six years ago. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk to me about, about
0: going home years. with it, man. What was that like when you
1: said, "You know what? Let me go
0: ahead and go back to the roots and kick some flavor around this thing." I'm sick of this line of life.
1: I've been everywhere, you know. So yeah. I just, I just, I just wanted to go get back grounded with my family, and I had a little boy. Yeah. So it was real hard on me, and and his mama, you know, my significant other, you know, stress, I stress. So exactly. I just wanted to kind of like go back and get rooted with family, where we can have more help and have that, that emotional support as well.
0: Damn right. Yeah, Chris, you know me, man. I gotta take it all the way back to day one with this music, man. Talk to me about that moment when that music bug hit you and you knew that this was something that you wanted to make a career of in this thing. Um,
1: I know I wanted to do music the first time I rapped in front of all my homeboys and they got to running through the streets and falling in the grass like <laughs> me, man. And I seen a look in their eyes, they was looking at me like they, these the same dudes that come outside and crack jokes on me nonstop. And I can't make them stop. Yeah. Now they got a different look in their eyes. I saw one of my homeboys who used to always find something bad to say. He talk about everybody. <laughs> one day I was playing a a a a, a, a sample I did. You know, mm-hmm. I was I went to the studio and did a little demo. Mm-hmm. And he was look he was when I looked at him he was looking at me like Chris you cold.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: At that moment I was like oh this 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 something I want to do forever.
0: What was it like for you trying to break into this industry, though, man? How did you get that first song going? And, I mean, when you hit with that A-Bay-Bay, what was that process leading up to that before
1: that thing blew? It's, it's, it's interesting that you say break into the industry because I never really broke into the industry. I, I, I have been doing my thing for, like, probably a good five years, getting money on a underground level, yeah. doing three, four shows every week. yeah. Um, that was at probably fifteen, you know. Um, so it didn't just hit me at one time. You feel me? It was I've been doing this since rapping since I was eleven years old. Yeah, it's pretty much all I ever know. Mm -hmm. So, um, from the time of me not being successful to the time of me being successful, it's crazy, but it kind of all blended. Yeah because I really been doing this since before my mind even started developing. You uh-huh. understand what I'm saying? I'm like, with you on that, I feel tra- tra- you on I'm that. I'm trained to do this. Huh. When that A-Bay-Bay hit,
0: man, what was that like? Because you had already been doing your thing, being underground with it, but now you got a single that's about to take you around the world,
1: man. Um, When it, when it hit, it was, again, I never got a big feeling of excitement because I had been grinding for so long and the record had been out for a year before it even got a buzz. My God! So when it got a buzz, I was like, um, probably in Atlanta and just different cities hearing people play it in their car, mm-hmm. and that's 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 what kind of let me know. Okay, this record is reaching way out here. But I still ain't know what that meant. You yeah. Know? Um, to be honest with you, I still didn't really know what that meant. But I guess when the labels got involved and the, the video dropped on 106 in Park, that's what kind of you know. Gave me a sense of feeling of accomplishment.
0: So now you looking up, you done dropped this hit, and it's taken a whole year for that thing to go crazy. Did you almost give up on it, or was it one of them situations that you didn't care?
1: I never was pushing a song. I was just making new songs every day, Mm -hmm. dropping mixtapes and doing shows every week. I didn't care about the song. Mm I didn't care about if it blew up or not. I never sent it to nobody and tried to blow it up.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So now you on One O Six and Park with it though, man. Yeah, One O Six and Park. It, it, then again, I mean, here we go. I'm 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 looping it right back to not having a big feeling of excitement because <laughs> I um I actually when they debuted my record, Terrence from One O Six and Park, he said, you know, I don't like this song. What he said something like that. It's the first time the world ever heard the record, so. Here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I still ain't got a big bang for my bucket. <laughs> <laughs> no. So it may look good to the public, but it's yeah. just, I'm, 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 I'm still not just feeling like yes. Yeah. Cause now it's like, why did he say that? Let's let's see why he said that, you know, like did I do something wrong for him to just go on there and make my record look bad? I never heard him make a personal opinion about a record before he debuted it you know yeah That's business exactly so we, we we got over it though Facts. when that record started to take off
0: though now you are doing shows you moving around the country with this thing man i mean now you was already doing them three shows a week in the streets but now you in these arenas with it
1: yeah what was that like um the arenas was it was a it was a different type of performance because you had to work the stage more. Mm-hmm. You had to run from one end to the other end. Mm-hmm. You know, you got ten thousand people in here. And you got to make sure everybody see a little piece of you every second. So that's you're right, constantly moving. So it was just conditioning my body to be able to do these longer performances. They mm-hmm. require longer sets because it was more money being paid. Yeah, you know things like that. You know, that was pretty much the biggest thing for me.
0: Going major with it, though, man, what was the biggest difference between being independent and then hooking
1: up with the majors moving around? Um, The difference between being independent and hooking up with the majors, I didn't, when I first came out, my record deal came about, it was brought to me, and it wasn't a situation that I wanted to sign. Mm. So when I got to the majors, I wasn't just smiling in everybody's face because I was in a place that I really didn't want to be in. So you got a lot of people who I interviewed with that was big people. Yeah. And now they may say Hurricane Chris got an attitude. I interviewed him one time, he didn't even wanna to talk to me. Well, what you don't know is I was a 16 year old kid and I had adults around me um, guiding my decision making and and, and and they told me just trust me to make you a good deal and let's just do this. And I let them do it. And it still wasn't a situation I was 100% comfortable with. So you know when you make decisions that you're not 100% comfortable with you always you you can never be happy with with the girl that you with if you you, you don't really want to be with didn't her. Her. you didn't choose yeah it was, <laughs> she was kind of choosing for you you Come always on. you looking at every other girl that passed by <laughs> you know <laughs> so it was it was that that took a lot of the man i made yeah. it away from the situation so this is what made me want to refocus myself on finding myself and building myself Financially and business-wise, to be able to um, put my future in my own hands, no matter what.
0: At that young ass age, man, what was it that you started to get into to help you focus on them finances well, and the I, business?
1: I, I opened a uh, chicken and waffles just to, to 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 try to learn how to open the doors to something and 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 organize um, a restaurant. Um, and then I got into real estate, rent houses, and then I got into halfway houses with the state. Um, event centers and I mean just cont- it continues to dispensaries and um, now I got a trucking company. My oh like God, just you know <laughs> making it do what it was supposed to do. Yeah, my mama and my daddy was real, real dear grinders, and my mama was a hustler business wise. Mm-hmm. She always wanted to figure out how to do some business, so mm-hmm. um, I think I I felt like I always had something to run to when when the music industry um, didn't didn't do business the way I wanted it to do business. I was able to become my own businessman and create my own businesses that I can choose to do good business inside of, Um, become financially stable and then begin to look at doing music as a boss. So
0: you set yourself up for the win, but that didn't stop you from making them hits though, Chris.
1: You kept on jamming, man. Yeah. And you came back with a Halle Berry. Yeah. And um, that thing went crazy. But Halle Berry, I wasn't even dealing with the record label at that time. At this point, um the record label had, had pulled the plug on my entire situation and was Ooh. not putting out nothing they wasn't putting no bag behind me no more. They was really ready to try to shelf me. Yeah. Um, so I had to go out on my own and, and find a single in Dallas, Texas with some cats and, 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 and some producers and and I ended up getting a record and Laying verses on it and making it my single, um, and "Halle Berry" became a national hit. So at that point, the label hit me up like, "Yo, let's shoot the video to that." <laughs> I'm still on <under> the <laughs> contract, so I gotta play ball. Damn, you know. Um, so it was just a crazy situation of of basically a label who wanted to use me for one single, but I kept getting another single and another single and another single when really your goal was to try to juice as much as you can juice and then move on to the next situation. I just was so big, it didn't happen as fast as maybe they wanted it to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that's how I feel.
0: What was that like for you, though, man? Because you're trying to
1: have this success, but it seems like it's a damn dark cloud over this thing the whole damn time. Chris, what the fuck? I mean, that's the record industry. I was around people that they they had their own motives. You understand what I'm saying? Like the, the people that I, I, I wouldn't say the higher ups, but the immediate people that I was dealing with in the record industry had their own motives and it wasn't to, you know, make sure that everybody was straight. It was to make sure they self was straight. So, you know, when you, when you going through that and trying to put out music at the same time, it kind of make you just want to stray away from the situation.
0: Yeah, yeah. When Halle Berry goes crazy though, man, did you ever get a chance to holler at Halle
1: Berry? Uh, nah but i seen her dancing to it on Ellen, <laughs> on the ellen show i seen her dance what was to
0: going it. through your mind when you made that song named it after halle berry and saw her cutting up to that
1: thing man i, I was i was in atlanta at hot beats and Ooh. the owner of hot beats um was standing in the front and they they called me to the front to see it on the tv yeah and i was like man that's crazy yeah where y'all find that at and i looked on my phone it was real <laughs> halle berry did you ever feel like any of your dreams were ever coming
0: true during these times, though, man? Or was it always such a damn grind behind it all in the politics of so the So much industry? politics.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's hard. It's hard to feel like your dreams coming true And there's so many politics involved. you yeah. constantly fighting. You constantly fighting. The president of the world don't feel like the president of the world. He got a headache and he constantly fighting. <laughs> yeah. the people, these people telling him to do this, and these people mad at him because he did it because they wanted to do this, and now they're gonna be mad. So it's just like. I'm 16, at the end of the day, I was a kid. Um, of course, at 32 years old, or, or, or even at 25 years old, I'm, I'm way more conditioned and know how to um, not let a business situation affect me Yeah. until I don't know how to play chess. Now I'm a real chess player, so I, I, I know how to pay attention to what's going on and move accordingly.
0: Players rock, man.
1: One of my favorite songs, Chris.
0: Hooking up with that boy Kylie Park and putting it down for the real players out here.
1: Now that's my dog. Talk to me about that. Kylie Park always kept it real. You that's know? the fam. Kylie Park kept it all the way one thousand. Yeah. Like I just talked to him two days ago. That's hard. He always kept it real with me. That's a that's a homeboy a friend and he had a lot to do with my career. You understand what I'm saying? Everything may have not happened the way he wanted it to happen. He didn't get the 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 the, the, the credit he was supposed to get. He didn't get looked at the way he was supposed to get looked at for my success when he was the one who actually brought me to the table to the major labels. Mm. Um, so I try to always pay attention to that and make sure that I give people they just do. You know, I yeah. never see nobody done in, in, a, in a bad way when it come to business. But when me and him did Players Rock. <laughs> so come hey, on, man, man. Hey, we was in the studio doing what we're doing right now. You know yeah. little bit of it is. That's right. And he put on his old school beat and I was like, I ain't rapping on that Smurf. Yeah. Put on <laughs> something else. He was like, just do it. And I, I went in the other room. <laughs> so he said, you know what, I'm gonna get ready to go. But when I come back, have something on this. I'm a an engineer here. Do whatever you're doing in the other room. But before you leave, mm-hmm. just do whatever you do yeah. on this. I said, all right, bet. Dropped it. And I ain't never looked for the song, until so they called me one day and said, hey, we got a video shoot. <laughs> 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 they got a bag finna go behind the record. Now they doing clearance with the Earth Wind and yeah. Fire. You know, that's like some of the biggest Exactly, singers, you know, Earth Wind and Fire, that's real big. Come on. Like, they legends in the game. So Thanks. for me to be able to take one of their records and redo it, I had to pay the, them a big percentage of the record, like seventy-five percent, 75%. <laughs> <but laughs> Of course, it was it was it was an honor to be able to touch something that was that was already you know legendary and be a part of it and, and exactly. put my own twist to it because they don't allow that. How did you even link up with Khaled Park, though, man? That's who found me. That's who came. There for, he hopped on the airplane, came to Shreveport. I was in the middle of a little hole in a wall, and I saw somebody walking through there in a trench coat. Khaled <laughs> like Park is here to see you. He, he said, "I just got off a plane. I came here for you." Oh my God! And that's how we did it. But what he brought to the table, I wasn't sure about. Um, I was I was I was already down with him. Mm-hmm. I was gonna let him guide the way, but maybe I was gonna tell him, this first thing you brought to the table, let's not do that one. Yeah. I mean because I know he brought a million things to the table. I ain't have to take the first thing he brought to the table. Yeah. Um. So that's what I mean. You, you know. Um. That's, that's that's pretty much how I feel about that.
0: Yeah. Hooking up with Mike Jones, but that drop and give me fifty though, man.
1: Yeah, I, I gave him. I didn't hook up with him. I, I I gave. I wrote the record for Mike Jones. Talk to me there, man. Yeah, I, I just wrote that for him. It was it was for him. It's a record label. One of the um, I guess a a nice record for the clubs. Yeah, you know that's what I'm known for. Facts. So,
0: as a writer, then, man, I mean, talk to me about just writing records. I mean, which one do you like the best, performing or writing?
1: Um, when I'm with Smurf, yeah, I, I like writing. He 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 motivated me to write, and yeah, because you know he. Yeah, a businessman, and he know where the big checks come from. So yeah, He be like, damn what you want to do, that's what you need to do. Come on, trying, man. You trying to drive a Ferrari or not?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you ain't um, never lied.
1: Yeah, but performing is, is I like performing more than anything, I would say.
0: Now, another mixtape, though, man, you teamed up with that boy, Boosie. Yeah. Talk to me about that Louisiana that Louisiana camaraderie. Y'all boys getting together on that Category sell, man.
1: I'm homie. You know this family, so we was we was at his house chilling. Um, we just decided to do a mixtape. We was recording, and it, at the end of us recording, it only took like a week, and we was like, we got a whole mixtape. Let's put it out. We just called it Badass Hurricane and dropped it. Yeah, and yeah. You know, it did what it did. The streets still they rock with
0: it. Facts. Now, when it came to that ratchet though, that ratchet remix, that was another motherfucker though.
1: Yeah, the Ratchet remix with Boosie. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. to
0: me about that one going crazy as well.
1: I just I always hit him up if I feel like he'll go good on the record, and I just pull up at his house. And if he ain't there, I sit there and wait on him to get back. I'm gonna be in the living room. <laughs> come on, give me a verse on this. So bold now. <laughs> it, it, he will never miss. He yeah, you gonna, gonna drop that fire. I mean, when I come with what I come with, he coming with what he come with, and it's a done deal.
0: <laughs> Facts. Yeah. Touching down in the A from Louisiana, man, what was that transition like for you when you came up here to go ahead and live and pursue your career as well? Um,
1: it was it was different. It was skyscrapers. I never saw all these skyscrapers every day. Like, yeah. you know, I'm riding around in Atlanta. It was definitely a different feeling. I was in big high rise apartments and you know, um it was it was like I was in New York or something when I was in Atlanta. Yeah. I ain't really um New York the weather was kinda it was rough, so I ain't spent a lot of time in New York, but mm. Atlanta was my New York. You feel what I'm saying? Yes. As far as being able to see a big city. We from the country, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Being in Atlanta, and then how did that impact your creativity, though?
1: It was It's nothing but music in Atlanta. Uh-huh. Everywhere you go, when, you, when you're when in the studio, you walk out of the studio, you bump into another artist, you hey, let's do a song. Now you're doing it. going to put your session on pause and go in his session and drop something with him. It's just a... Is everybody doing music, so mm-hmm. if this is what you're trying to do, you, you definitely gotta come here and spend some time and tap into what's going on.
0: During that time in hip hop, man, you got you, Soldier Boy, Sean Kingston, all of y'all boys going yo, crazy Yo, I remember when,
1: when, when me and Khaled Park was in the airport uh-huh. and um, he was like, yo, I wanna show you something. He was like, it's just a little kid. He didn't understand my space and all of that yet. Yeah. Khaled Park didn't. He was like showing me Soldier Boy. He was like, "This is this is what my kids um, they was listening to." I'm just trying to see, understand why they listening to this. I said, "I looked at it and I seen how many views it had." I said, "You still trying to figure out why, why they listen? You need to be signing them. Why you ain't signing them?" Yeah. And next thing you know. <laughs>
0: What was that like having a team so strong over there, though, man? I mean, Soldier Boy, yourself, Ying Yang, Vic. I mean, my God.
1: Um, I mean, we we wasn't we wasn't on the same schedule because everybody had such a popping career. And you yeah. didn't really, you didn't really see each other unless you was um behind the stage at a at a concert or something like that. Yeah, man, everybody was running like chickens with their heads cut off.
0: Well then break it down to me like this then, Chris. Break down these facts versus the fiction of the hip hop industry though, man. For you, as a youngster getting into the game, did it turn out to be everything that you thought it would be or did it turn out to be more than you thought it would be or did it turn out to be some flat out bullshit?
1: Um, it turned out to be what I thought it would be and what I thought it would be was a way for me to buy my mama a house and take care of her. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what the first thing I did, you know? Yeah. So it didn't. It didn't. It wasn't a lot. It didn't let you down. Nah, <laughs> I got that back. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Come on now. So now, you're doing your music. You're going crazy, and then you decide to pause for the cause, man. What was it that made you say, you know what? I'm gonna just go ahead and get back to my business, and I'm gonna let y'all have the music for a minute.
1: Because I was in a situation where I didn't. I didn't own the situation. I didn't run the situation. I didn't have control of the situation. I, um, somebody was able to put put their finger. On the, on the board and stop my record at any time. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, I mean stop what I was doing musically and career-wise. I ain't respect that. I always want to be my own boss. Mm-hmm. It's crazy for me to make you sustain yourself with something only for it to be snatched away from you. And that you will be a fool to feel like you had real security yeah. in that situation. You don't have it. You need to have your own self together. So. That's why I went and said, "All right, let me get businesses in order." So, you know, no matter what, when I do music, if 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 I have a good business deal or a bad business deal, I still got other businesses. Exactly, music ain't my only thing.
0: What was your favorite business deal out of all of it, man?
1: Um, um, I would say I don't have a favorite business deal because everything taught me something different. The things that work. Mm-hmm. Taught me what worked, the things that didn't work, and taught me what didn't work. So I, I can't really appreciate neither one of them more than the other. If you understand what I'm saying, like, yeah. Everything I did, I don't regret none of it. You feel what I'm saying? Like that's that's how you get the knowledge that you have by bumping your head, making mistakes. If you if you never made mistakes, then I don't want to take no advice from you. Cause come on, you know everything. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I mean, they need to keep moving. Okay. Straight up.
0: Talk to me about this new single going crazy, man.
1: Man, that's my new hit. Talk to me. We going crazy on TikTok with that (sighs) Keep Moving going crazy. We got a lot of females. They in all different types of attire and they all different types of sizes. They going viral on TikTok right now with the single.
0: What is it like? Because you were just talking about MySpace earlier with Soldier. Now we on TikTok. Ten years later, man, how do you feel like social media has impacted the music industry now?
1: Well, that's what I was telling somebody earlier. Um, it's impacted it in a major way. But what's crazy is I was I was I was there at the beginning of it to see that because when I when I first came about, there was the beginning of YouTube. There was yeah. the beginning of the MySpace era. So I was one of the test dummies for all of this. <laughs> the people who start doing. Um, Pandora, Yeah, I was one of the first artists with a Pandora station, like Mm. before people even knew what Pandora was, they was calling me, trying to explain to me what it was, and I had to answer a bunch of questions just to set up my Pandora. I don't know how you set up your Pandora now, but for me to set up mine back in the day, I had to get on the phone with them, and they had to ask me a series of questions of what I like to listen to, and they created my station just like that.
0: Damn, that's crazy as hell.
1: I I know it it don't work like that now. Yeah, yeah. uh, We could probably, Make a Pandora station for a dog. <laughs> what was your
0: favorite time in the game, though, Chris? Where you just felt like you was having a good time and it was
1: enjoyable for you, though, man. Um, I would say when I was around the people that I that I really looked up to in the industry, and and I was received well by them and um, complimented by them, so. Like who? When I bumped into the the Lil Wayne's, yeah, and, and when I wake up in the morning, like I got missed calls from from Lil Wayne and Birdman. They hitting me up like, "What you doing?" we just we're just finna go over, let's, let's you know what I'm saying. Pull yeah. up over here. We, like I'm just hanging up the phone. Like man, I don't know what that's all about. Like the first time Wayne called me, I didn't even think it was him on the phone. I'm thinking somebody playing on the phone. He's like, "Hey, you a blood?" <laughs> 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 I said, "Nah, I'm not a blood." Yeah. like, yeah, Pops told me to ask you. I was like, well, okay. Tell him I ain't no blood. (laughs) (laughs) What was it like
0: being able to talk to Wayne, though, and pick his brain about the game?
1: I'm like, you know, I just bought a brand new Range Rover. You know, I just paid like 90,000 cash for this. And your CD, the only CD in the dick right now. (sighs) He's like, for real? So, um,. I, I just felt like man you know this this is a high in itself being able to um being able to sit next to the people that you that you look up to mm-hmm. it's just that's like lebron james when he when he meet michael jordan exactly yeah
0: did you ever get a chance to jam with him though
1: as far as the music yeah we got songs together we got songs together
0: what was that like was y'all in studio was
1: this some shit? i was actually on them you know millie. yeah i was on that
0: what
1: the hell? It was me and a couple of other artists on that record, but when Wayne manager did something and it was it became a different record. Uh, it was me, Wayne, and a few other people. And actually it wasn't called Amelie. Uhhuh. It was Wayne thought the record was saying I'm illin'. <laughs> so he was he was he was saying it's, it's called I'm Illin. And when I got on the bus he was like, Come on, let's do this, it's called I'm illin'. So I'm on there like, I'm illin, I'm illin, I'm yeah. illin, I'm illin' I'm illin'. I'm illin. <laughs> and that's why you hear on the hook Wayne say, "Motherfucker, I'm ill."
0: That's crazy <laughs> as hell, Chris. So during that time, right there, man, y'all boys are making history, and you're being a part of history. What was that feeling for you as well, man? Because I mean, you in there with Wayne, you in there recording hit records and he, all of this extra stuff.
1: I mean, at the end of the day, he—he's every time I look up, he pours me up another cup. Every time I look up, it's another gigantic backwood or swisher so it's like i'm i'm here but yeah i'm like you know i'm it's i'm in the days <laughs> they rock stars and i yeah. just i just started this <laughs> how did you how long did it take you to get used to the rock star lifestyle man I, it took a while i used to watch so many people that come around us because you know a lot of people come from not urban environments and they get to interacting and trying to do what they see people do in those environments and it don't go so well.
0: <laughs> Break like, that down though, Chris.
1: I have seen a couple of like 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 people come around and really crash they self, up three and four days, mm. lose their mind and start talking out the side of their head, have to go to the hospital. Like it get crazy. You gotta get some sleep. You can't just be out here jugging hundred percent like that. You gotta you gotta take care of your body. I mean, you got people who've been, who, who, who been living a certain way and who, who maybe they can stay up three, four days and, and, and do what they do and, and still operate, you know, but you, you might try that same thing and crash yourself. You just got to stick to what worked for you and don't don't be a follower.
0: What was that like for you, Chris, having to keep your mind right during them times? Because, I mean, you end up with Wayne, so it's easy to say, hey, man, pay me the drape, pay me the woods, and let's get to it in this thing, and I ain't going to sleep either. We haven't
1: I mean, I, w- I was saying that, <laughs> <laughs> until, I re- until I, you know, um, I just, I just it, it just took me on my own to, to, and I ain't gonna, it wasn't nothing to do with my people, they made me learn, I mean, my people I always told me, you know, and ain't never told me nothing wrong or tried to lead me in the wrong direction, you know, like, I always gave good knowledge and, and you, you indulge in what you choose to indulge in, you know, um, if you're a grown man, so, Respect was always there, and um, and honor, and and and, and brothers that never let each other just go down a crazy Thanks. path. You understand what I'm saying? Like coattail pulling will happen mm. at any given time. You understand what I'm saying? So we had a lot of fun. Yeah, and that's 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 what it was most of the time. Like just just living our life, bro.
0: Being out of Louisiana with it, though, man, and then reaching the heights that you were able to reach. At those pinnacles and stuff like that, what was the scenario for you, man? Was it comfortable? Were you happy there? Or was it work?
1: It was work. My God. It was work because at 3, at three o'clock you got something. At 4 o'clock you got something. At 5 o'clock you got something. At 6 o'clock you got something. I want to stop and get something to eat. We're going to have food there for you. You're going <laughs> to eat and then you're going to go there and go you going to do this. Then we got immediate person coming going to be in another room you got to do five hours with this camera person It's going to be for 10 different media companies and then after that go to the room lay down for a couple hours the style is going to come back and bring your outfit then you're going to be at the club for 11 30 after that you probably go to the room for a little minute you got an after party but don't forget you got to be in a, on a morning show so you got to be up at like 5 a.m. How many days did that last <laughs> man, for? Man, whole tours. This last, I done been on the road for six months at one time with this being the only thing I'm constantly doing. Yeah. That's why you see rappers having seizures. When you see these people having seizures, and then you see blogs saying it's because they're sipping lean, it's because they doing this, it's because, man, these boys ain't getting sleep. They work hard for yeah. what they want to have in life. You understand what I'm saying? And they willing to sacrifice a lot. So I, I really understand that.
0: Talk about the work part of this music industry, though, man, because folks see Hurricane Chris, Clapping his hands, saying "Hey, baby," rocking the shows, having the time of his life, and they don't want to believe that you working that hard. Yeah. I understand it because I know, but from the outside looking in, it's everybody's dream until they get in there and realize that it's real in the
1: field. Hey, you remember how I used to always wear shades? Yeah, that was because I had bags under my eyes. <laughs> I ain't had no sleep. I was a zombie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I probably was sleep just staring at you. You didn't even know it was some big lokes on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. for real man it was it was it was a real work ethic it was it was it was tiresome
0: what was your favorite parts of the world to see
1: though man um when I went to Japan and and heard a sea of thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people like as far as I can see from here to them skyscrapers my god like yelling hey baby hey 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 a hand clap <laughs> Clapping their hands, Halle Berry, you know right. I'm saying? Knowing like, these songs word for word. You know, that was real crazy.
0: What did that do for the ego? And did you have humility at that time? Or was it like, nigga, i have this shit out here. These folk love the damn music.
1: Um, nah, after it was over, it was always over. I ain't never leave the stage as still being in mm, rap character. Role. Nah, I ain't. <laughs> hey, man, r- roll up. <laughs> <laughs> What is we finna eat, man? With that food that I just had? Exactly. What what happened to my watchamacallit? It's back to whatever we finna do and just chilling, and that's it. Create
0: a process, though, Chris. When you get in that studio and it's time for you to jam, how do you go about
1: creating these hits, man? Um, I don't, I don't, I don't have no certain method to recording, and I record when I I make music Mm -hmm. in my mind, Mm -hmm. so it's not. It don't have to be at the studio. It's like. I got beats in my email. Uh-huh. When I feel like I ain't got enough music to consistently put out music, I stay in the studio for two or three weeks Yeah. and build it up. When I build it up, I'm, I'm back out of the studio. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't have to go in the studio all day, every day. I'm going when I need to go. But when I do go, I'm going consecutively, day in, day out, from day to morning. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now being independent and being able to work
0: on your own time and schedule and stuff like that, with social media on deck at the same time, how's this new world for you? Maneuvering and building that fan base back up again, or are you just going right back to your same fans and just making it do what it's supposed to do? Your cult audience that's been rocking with you the long way.
1: Well, like I told you, I'm 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 the beginning of the new world. I was the test dummy for what you see in the new world right now. I'm Digi- with you. The digital era. I'm with you. It started with the the, the, the ringtones and the, and the and the and the single cells The mm-hmm. digital world. I mean, I was the test dummy for all of that. The lab rat. All that. So I mean, everything that's going on right now is what I was taught, you know, and told that was about to happen.
0: The music industry at that time, man, what was it like for you inside of the industry? Because we're talking about a different time in the game, too, man. It was a—the music that was coming out was fun. You see what I'm saying? We're talking about an atmosphere to where in Atlanta, the party was the party. What was it like being a part of that time?
1: Um, being in the club, I guess when BMF and all of them was out, was crazy in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um That was definitely that time was an era that that I I forever remember because um that was the first time I saw so many black people with so much money
0: yeah
1: at such young age with no understanding of how this came about you understand what I'm saying it was like I was in Atlanta like with my eyes wide like man this is I'm on the phone with my homeboy like bro they just pulled up to the club. And ten Lamborghinis, bro. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm serious. Like you know, we used to see him one, yeah. two. Somebody pulled up in one. Yeah, like, but nah, they matched them up outside, you know? <laughs> down the damn street with it. Yeah. Right, right now, right now, I feel like everything that's happening right now, it ain't new to me. You understand what I'm saying? Because yeah. It it ain't, it ain't really nothing new to me. I, and I, I I kept my eyes on what was going on the whole time. I guess if I would've stopped paying attention to music, then right now I feel like we're in a different era. Mm-hmm. But even even when I was invested into other businesses, I was still paying attention to everything that was going on in music. You can't forget to be able to spit like me. You gotta be a real fan of this.
0: Well see, you a hard-co-lyricist in this thing, though, too, man. I mean, so talk about that. What is it that makes you say, you know what, I got the snap on these tracks. Now, it might be a part of the song, but I'm gonna come in this thing and I'm
1: snapping. I mean, cause the label used to try to make me dumb my flow down. Break that down, Timmy. They used to make me, try to make me rap in a more simpler manner. So,
0: when you say that, who is the person, you ain't got to name the exact name, but who would be the person that would come in there and say, hey man, this is too damn smart? The CEOs.
1: I don't know the label. My God. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and what is that like for you when you thinking I ain't no dummy I ain't trying to make dummy music that's why on the A Bay Bay remix I rapped as fast and uh, aggressive as I could just went crazy to where every other rapper that came in there they said hey I thought we were supposed to rap like this I say like, see they told them that too bro that's why I did what I wanted to do yeah and they doing it to everybody <laughs>
0: my god what is it like being an independent thinker in this game though Chris because see you know when you ain't going along to get along all the time, you're gonna find yourself pissing everybody off. So what was that like for you saying, you know what, I'm gonna do what I wanna do in here. I'm not gonna follow everybody. I'm not gonna follow y'all lead. I'm trying to do me and this thing.
1: I mean, I decided to do that, and when I decided to do that, that's when me and the record label parted ways. <laughs> 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 I told them, hey, uh, this is how I feel about everything that's going on with my project, yeah. and, uh, I ain't happy with what's going on, and, you know, they took it how they took it, and that was the end of our relationship. You know, my, my CEO got so mad at me. He told me, I make it to where well. you ain't on 106 and plug no more. Mm. Cause just because I'm telling people that the album delayed and I'm frustrated with what's going on. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: What is that like when you got these fans waiting on the next project, though, man, and you going through that stuff with the label, and you thinking to yourself, I want to give my – because your fans, they love you.
1: They're like, Chris,
0: where that damn music at, man? I love
1: you. As a kid, you're not thinking like that. That's how an adult would think to balance everything out and make sure everybody got what they need, the fans got what they need. I'm handling my business. That's not how a kid Mm thinks. A kid is like somebody offending me. Fuck them. And I'm mad about the way they offended me. And I might be willing to say forget the money and everything because I'm a kid. Yeah.
0: (laughs) That 2020 hindsight vision, man, what would Chris do
1: differently? Um, what I would do is as soon as my CEO told me I'd make it to where you ain't on 106 in Park next year, I would have called a lawyer and told him that he just threatened to, to sabotage my career when I had paperwork for these, for, for, f- to further my career. I would have legally been able to prove that he was trying to sabotage my career and go against the contract that I signed. Purposely avoiding the contract, not by default or a problem that happened or something that I did that I wasn't supposed to do. You understand what I'm saying? So I would have sued him. And he signed me to a management contract as well and did management with me. That was a conflict of interest. I would have sued for that as well. You know what I'm saying? I signed before I was 18. I would have sued for if I knew. You know what I'm saying? That they yeah. were not supposed to sign me before I was 18, but I ended up signing another contract after I turned 18 because they know they were not supposed to sign a minor. Mm. I didn't even have a lawyer present when I signed my first contract with them. All when I signed a second contract with them, they lawyer was present. Mm. That was a conflict of interest. So I know business now. Yeah. I press the issue now. If you know, if anything feels like it's anything of the past.
0: What advice do you got for other artists then, Chris, coming into the game and then them, knowing, are those types of things something that all artists have to experience, man? Nah,
1: you gotta experience, with good people, you won't have to experience nothing like that. Nobody, you think I would tell a kid, a 16 year old kid with my 30, 40 year old ass, I'd make it to where (laughs) you ain't successful. You gotta be a, this a cursing show? Say what you feel. You gotta be a bitch ass nigga to say something like that. Excuse my language. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to a kid come on bro even if a kid get in his worst feelings with me i would never tell him that i'm gonna try to hurt his future or nothing like that yeah you better sit down somewhere for for i spank you on your behind boy hey boy you talking like an adult do you want to get treated like an adult something like that to yeah. put you in your place because i know how important my kid is to me and i know what i would never want nobody to do to my kid if i wasn't here and my kid got out of line or did anything i wouldn't want you Sit my son down and talk to him and try to teach him. Do yep. me that? You understand what I'm saying? Because as a man, that's what I should try to do, black like, man. If I saw your son. See, I come from the country where yep. the neighbors chastised us Everybody. if our mama wasn't there. Yep. So you understand what I'm saying? That's the type of love that I'm used to. So I'm, I'm willing to vent out to you how I feel. Mm-hmm. Because I'm expecting you to be real enough to accept me venting out how I feel. Yep. Not knowing you got people who ego so small, who ain't half a man, who ain't a big enough of a man to accept you telling them nothing about themselves Tell me something about myself, I'm willing to sit here and and debate with you i want to see why another man feel like this about me it ain't me make a chess move to try to shut you up or shut you down i don't want another man to even walk off with a feeling of me like this that mean you don't care about how you looked at the character you know what i'm saying like none of that. you feel what i'm saying like people care about money bro and succeeding and moving on with their life and they personal problems that they got. You understand what I'm saying? I got personal problems myself, but I'm always an empath to somebody else's pain that's around me. It only gets to a certain extent to where, okay, let me hear out what's going on with you. I got people who who owe me big money, real deal big money. You understand what I'm saying? And if it was a certain situation and they needed me, mm-hmm. I'm answering the phone for them right now, even though I'm, I don't want to talk to them because yeah. they owe me real deal money. But they kid. I don't never want to see their kids in a bad situation. So if I heard that it was a situation where it was serious, I would be there to support them. However I could support them. And we'll talk about it. You know, you know what you did was wrong back in the gap, boy. I ain't tripping, boy. You know how you did <laughs> me. I'm just trying to make sure you straight. We ain't even got to talk about it or nothing. You know, there's a, diff- a difference between real and fake. You know? Yeah. You got
0: to you gotta walk it. With- that hindsight being twenty twenty, have you ever been able to get back with those people and talk about that stuff to them and say, "Hey man, there was some bullshit we had going on back then." Oh
1: yeah, oh yeah.
0: And what was that conversation like?
1: The conversation was no response. It was like, "Yeah, okay." Um, I, I, it was no response. Period. It I was. Mean. It was. Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? And then I go into the details. Hey man, you know this is how I really, you know, man, this was, we could have got off on a i apologize if you feel like this but i feel like this should have really went like wasn't even man enough to go into details and 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 say all right let's have a conversation about this you're a grown man who feel a certain way about another grown man you understand what i'm saying yeah i'm telling you hey i ain't a I ain't a kid i'm grown i'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm 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 looking at this through adult eyes i'm a i'm a man who feel a certain way you understand what i'm yeah. saying but you know like i just said S- certain people got different types of pride. Some people ain't going to let you pull them to the side and tell them nothing because they pride too high and almighty. They will make sure you can't never tell them nothing like that again. Yeah. You, I'm a regular man. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. If my if my tire pop on my car, I'm going to hop out and fix the flat. Thanks. That means I'm going to do what it takes to make keep sure moving. we carry on and keep moving. I feel ain't nobody gonna look at you in your casket and say, Ooh, that Ferrari was clean. <laughs> they gonna say, I had a problem with that nigga and you ain't man enough to say let's sit down and talk about it.
0: My God.
1: You understand what I'm saying? You could say terrible things about about somebody at they, at they at they at they at they at they I don't like to say this, but you know what I'm saying? If if you had to speak on somebody's behalf, you could say the worst things, but you should always be able to say, But you know, he always he always said what he meant and you know, I I, would either, I respect those type of people, the people who might say the wrong thing sometimes, but they're at least man enough to want to be understood and 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 be seen in a decent light.
0: Yeah, I feel that. With that being said, Chris, because see, I feel your pain with that, man. I mean, for you in this music industry, was it a love-hate situation to where it was like, I should be loving this, but I hate it?
1: I ain't never hated the industry. Um, I just I just felt like the people um that I did business with wasn't hell bent on making sure that my everything was secure. And at the end of the day, like I say, I may have made mistakes as well. I made yeah. mistakes as well. But what I know is if if I had a business of taking people's actual young kids that's 13, 14, and 15 all around the world and building money for my company, I would owe some type of understanding to that situation. And then to put ice cream on top of the cake, when I came to my situation, mm-hmm. I was the first artist on a label to pop. Mm. He went and got a bag from a major and didn't have no hit single, didn't have nothing popping. I came over there, it was cold ice. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Cold. You understand what I'm saying? I hear you. Hey, baby, my record is what made everybody be able to relax. When I walked in the door, staff members were saying, thank God we was finna lose our job. <laughs> That's on God. What does a hit record do for you and for a label, man? What does that do? For me, a hit record, um, it allow you to it allow you to um two things become financially stable if you position yourself right and monetize it right and number two make a brand of yourself to be able to step out and 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 use that brand to make money in a million different ways. Once the world know the name, you can sell a vacuum cleaner. It don't matter what it is. You dig what I'm saying? <laughs> <Those> <laughs> facts, I those bet facts. you right now if if the people if if Sony. Make whatever, it don't have to be computer stuff. Sony make a car, they going to get it. Facts. Feel what I'm saying? Apple car on the way. The brand is big. Yeah, They can make whatever.
0: Now, surviving COVID 2020, man, what was that like for you,
1: Chris? My daddy just got over it. A lot of people I know caught it. I got the shot, though. Okay. Everybody saying, you don't know what's in that shot. I'm saying, man, I'm watching people die. If, if, If it was a flood happening right now, and everybody was grabbing life rafts, but some people grab a life raft and they still die. Do that mean you're supposed to not grab a life raft? No, I still want the life raft. Give me whatever chance I can have of surviving. Whatever thing. chance I got, whatever tool we got. Yeah. That I, it's a desperate time, no man, I don't know what you mean. I ain't a scientist.
0: <laughs> nah, I feel that. I mean, now in 2020, Chris, you hit the news, man, for some situations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was going on with that, man? Because I actually reported on that on my channel too, and they was talking about murder.
1: Um, yeah, you know, it was a very unfortunate situation where I was out late at a gas station, and um, a a, a guy who was breaking into my car, it just just it was crazy, bro. I walked to my car, um, somebody was breaking into it, and I asked him to leave my car, um, stop. Leave the vehicle, and he turned, positioned himself towards me, went in his pocket, and and forced me. To, like you know, I, I was in instant fear of my life, and you know that's 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 when everything transpired.
0: What is that like for you though, Chris? Um, it's, it's 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 it's
1: a. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a it's an unfortunate situation. And that's the biggest that's the biggest word I could think of when I when I when I think about it. Yeah. You know, because it's just very unfortunate when you think about all. Just everything, everybody that's involved, effect, everybody that's affected, you know. Yeah. Period. It's it's, it's just very unfortunate. Um, what I do know is that I'm a hundred percent, a hundred percent sure that I'm gonna be clear of everything. Um, I did everything like I was supposed to do it. I did nothing I was not supposed to do. Um, they they got no charges that will be able to go to me, um, based on what I did, like, I've been charged, so let me take that back, but it's a, it's a, you, now you gotta, you gotta, you you really went and charged somebody and jumped head first out in the streets, so now what are you gonna, I mean, the tape, the evidence, everything came back, and it's exactly what I said. Nobody can even believe, they like, what? They, Where did they make the arrest for what? They, everything in the tape is exactly what he said. Exactly what it's it's crazy, you know. So, now
0: Chris, as a celebrity, having to deal with that kind of stuff, man, because I mean, it's one thing to go through it as somebody regular on the street, but then when your name is in the news and it's just kind of magnified, what was
1: that pressure like for you? Um, the most, the most, you know, what's going through my mind is I mean, I did everything like I was supposed to do, I ain't break the law, um, I never. I never, you know, had bad intentions. I, I did everything like I was supposed to do it. I did nothing to break the law. So I'm trying to, I'm scratching my head like, what in that, what is, what, what, is, what is going on, what are they talking about? Like, this is crazy, it's like, it's a dream. This is a very stressful situation, you know, it's hard on me and everybody around me, you understand what I'm saying? It's it's a lot of emotional stress, Yeah. you know, involved with with, with being wrongfully, you know, Accused. you feel what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's, it's, it's a, it's a lot on you. It's kind of like, um, right now, like say for instance, you was in the same situation. You just, just, just try to put yourself in the same situation and just think what's the, what's the first thing, you know, you think, you know, you just stressed me out with that shit, Chris. <laughs> You just stressed me all the way out with that right there. Yeah, I, I never been, I never, I never had a misdemeanor. I never been charged with nothing. I never, you know, do nobody no harm. I'm chill, laid back, making music. I ain't never been in jail for nothing. I ain't never spit on a sidewalk and got arrested. I ain't got a misdemeanor. Everything legal, you know. um... Nothing. What was
0: going through your mind when you was thinking to yourself, I could lose everything behind this. Somebody done died, and I might wind up behind these walls for the rest of my life.
1: Um, that, never, that never went through my mind because, you know, you got to, one thing I know is that you, as a detective, yeah. you can say I'm putting cuffs on you and making arrests for whatever reason, you aren't making arrest. Yeah. But what have to happen is you got to go get 12 people. mm they gotta explain everything that happened now you gotta try to find somebody that's a bad person within everything that's happened or something you know and that's impossible with me mm-hmm. like it, it, everything on tape yeah i'm com i'm like like i'm comfortable with my legal team you understand what i'm saying mm-hmm. so that part of it is not on my mind it's more like Hmm. I wonder what part of the judicial system are we gonna address over this? What's who who who's responsible for this mishap? Because you got the only person from Shreveport, Louisiana, to ever give it a national spotlight. Moved around my city and gave back. Donated to nursing homes you know, open homes that I didn't make money off of for for inmates and things of that nature. Um, And look at the circumstances and and look at what one is willing to, to say.
0: As somebody that was able to give back to the community, man, what was that like for you when you got the money and you found yourself saying, let me go back in this community and make it better for everybody else that's in this thing, man?
1: Um, I had to slow down and, and so I didn't go broke like MC Hammer.
0: <laughs> okay. Let's was, go
1: there. Talk to me about that. I was bonding everybody out of jail. If you knew me and went to jail, you was coming home. I think my homeboys <laughs> was getting, driving with no license just because they knew I bonded. Like, Man, you know your license is spinning. Stop driving. It's crazy stuff. That's just crazy You know I feel like I feel, That's what I felt like At the time It's like I got it So anybody I Give need to help up. I'm gonna help Oh you can't pay your rent Man I'm finna pay your rent Come to me with your problem I'm gonna call my sister And she finna write your check right now And I'm gonna feel good about it I <laughs> feel so good I feel, I feel better than Going about Gucci And all of that I feel like yeah Yeah You know And I had to slow down with that
0: what was that like having to slow down? Because when you do find that money and you're trying to bless folks left and right, because you're thinking to yourself, that's what I had the money for to help
1: folks, but then you got to think. Nah, you get your sta- your statements and it's like, you spent 300,000 this month."
0: <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I'm on the
1: back balcony when they, like, you know, yeah, you spent 300 this month. I'm on the back then like, man, I need to jump off of here. What am I doing? <laughs> I did what? Okay, send every, call my role manager A. We got like sixteen people on the road with us. Send everybody home. It's just gonna be me and you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, guys spent way too much money this month, last month, bro. Yeah. It's over with. Ain't no more hangouts. <laughs> now I want the homeboys who could bring something to the table and help me get some money. We could get some money together. So that's... it ain't all on me, man. I ain't the big trick.
0: <laughs> hey, what was some of the biggest lessons that you learned? So that's one of them right there. You can't MC Hammer the money and save the whole neighborhood. What were some of the other things that you picked up as far as business and then maneuvering in the industry as
1: well, man? Um, Business-wise, I picked up that you gotta know how to to flip money. Everybody tell me I'm a rapper, I'm a singer, and I just, I'ma keep making songs. Do you know how to take 300,000 of that money that you got? I'm talking about the biggest rappers in the game right now who got 20 million. Do you know how to take a million of that money you got and make that million make you some money. Do you know how to do that? Or, or are you just going to keep getting rap money to rap money gone and then try to figure something out? That's yeah. the question, you know. Yeah, nah, you got to be able to you got to know what to do with the money. You can't just get the money and just let the money sit there and pile up and keep rapping. No, nah, man, you got to go get you some land and real estate. Turn up. That's why you got this boost.
0: How the hell did you learn that though, Chris? Because everybody don't pick because, that game up.
1: Because I had a CEO that that, was, that told me I'm finna make it to where you ain't popping no more. So now I understand that you gotta be in control. You gotta have the, a real deal bag, Jack. And yep. Now that's how we coming with a real deal bag, Jack. <laughs> I
0: ain't mad at that, I ain't mad at that. Yeah. So now, I wanna talk about the time from that point, when you walked away from the music, though, man, did you have any, uh, just pent up? Or
1: did, was it a relief or a release when you walked away, or was it the big homie, the big homie, the big homie, the big homie? Ah, wow, man, the big homie grabbed me and he's like, man, you got. He, he gave me a whole new way to look at everything. Jay Prince, ah, uh, Jay Prince. <laughs> I'm, I just moved. <laughs> the I, Godfather. I just up and moved to Houston. I just moved to Houston, you feel me?
0: What the hell Jay Prince say, because I know
1: he came with the game. He met me in Shreveport, and when he seen what I was going through, he told me, um, I think he said, just pull up on me in Houston. I pulled up on him. I never left Houston. I was there for three years. What kind of game did he
0: lay on you though, Chris? Because I mean, he got it all.
1: The stuff that I'm talking about right now. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. He ain't never relied on the music industry to, to 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 make his radio play. Yeah. He always had the bag. They was trying to dance with him. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying?
0: Being like a, like mm-hmm.
1: just 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 seeing what was happening mm-hmm. gave me a better understanding of what I was able to achieve. Mm. And what what was possible for me. What connected me more to what my roots was capable of. Mm. Hold up. Man, we got something inside of us to where we don't need nobody. We really bossed up on a whole nother level. We kings. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? It's time to be a real boss, you know? What was that time in Houston like though, man? Man, it was it was it was it was it was one of the most rememberable times in my life yeah um homie showed big love like picked me up and just took me out through the city every day and um his son junior i spent a lot of time with junior um it's just Houston was, a, it was different, bro. We was in a club until 10 a.m. <laughs> Every night. Goddamn. I had heard stories about, you know, how they stay up late out there. But, bro, we was up to 10 in the morning. I'm in a club, you know, with J Prince Jr. We coming from the club. I'm sleeping in the car. It's daylight outside, you know. Um just a lot of a lot of a lot of learning for me um i'm a big learner if mm-hmm. i sit around you for enough time mm-hmm. i'm gonna tune in and try to learn as much as i can learn you understand what i'm saying yeah um i like family oriented people um a lot of people in Houston they family oriented so i actually had cousins out there as well so i was real comfortable out there and, and like i say the people i was around they they opened their arms to me and and just made it a home for me. Atlanta,
0: Houston, Shreveport, what were your favorite places to live, man?
1: Probably Houston. Okay. Every time I came in a the club, they gave me a different name. <laughs> and on Friday, I was Bentley, Hur- Bentley Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday, I was Maserati Chris. <laughs> I feel Sunday, that. Sunday, um, this and that. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. So I, I got caught up in the nightlife bad, though. I had to, I had to catch myself. Okay, I was so spending a real check in Houston.
0: Talk to me about that nightlife and then just partying and, and just enjoying yourself, though, man. Because, I mean, you ain't really got to work like that like you had to beforehand. You weren't on no clock. And you still got the money. Yeah. So, I
1: mean, what was that freedom like, man? Man, I came out there. I'm like, how much that cost? costs? I want one of them. How much that costs? I want one of them. How much they got They got them? Let me get one of them. <laughs> what kind of house this here <laughs> is we in, man? Who got you this? Call them for me, man. I'm going to get these, two. Who yeah, <laughs> made that chain? Let's go to that jeweler, man. I'm going to get one of them. Yeah. You know, so it was just like they already had a, 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 a culture and, and, and a way of doing things set up. So it was like, as soon as you ask somebody, everything you wanted was right there at your fingertips. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? H Town yeah. is that city for that. <laughs> That's
0: hard. That's hard. Now I know we got videos on the way, new music on the way. What's popping? That dope video about to happen. What's going on?
1: Yeah. Um. A lot of the questions you was asking me, I got a video called Dope where I'm really telling a story. It's about to drop real soon, and, and within like as well. It's probably out now. Yeah, it's out now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Check that out, ASAP. I mean,
1: making that song
0: dope. Then you got to break it out. You got to break it out. I was in Miami,
1: bro. Um, after everything, um, everything transpired, Transpired. I I was in Miami. Just I said I need to, I need to just lay back and you know, kick it around the people I love. Me and uh, you know, my closest family. Yeah, we all just went out there and we we stayed for probably two weeks and. Um, I decided to just, you know, shoot a video, and, and and tell my story while I was there. Randomly, I just called the videographer, like, "Hey, where you at?" He was all the way out here in Atlanta, fool with the camera. Yeah. Flew him straight out. He landed with the red cam. Ooh. We went straight to work, bro. I said, you know, I got something. This the song. I just want to go ahead and get a word list so they can know what's up with me.
0: Exactly. Yeah. What is it like bearing your soul on them tracks, though, man?
1: Um, I mean, sometimes it could be difficult uh-huh um you know how men are we yeah. got our, we, you know sometimes it could be difficult it depend on who you around you open up when you're around certain people yeah certain people you ain't comfortable opening up around no competitive wannabe baller he always talking about the new watching <laughs> and who got this and that. i ain't opening up around you man you finna try to tell me your homeboy doing it bigger? yeah i ain't telling you nothing <laughs> how much this costs none of your business so, you try to tell me such, such and then cause 10 more. You a hater. <laughs> you don't even know you a hater. Nigga, <laughs> I feel Some of your you. homeboys do that. Stop hating, man.
0: Talk to me about just friendships and maintaining those throughout the trajectory of your career, though, man. As you rose, did you lose some folks?
1: Who stayed down and who were around and who the hell had to get the hell on? Well, I ain't really, I'm, I'm the type of person to just try to voice how I feel or I, I just say what it is and I ain't really telling you, don't come back around me, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't treat people like they ain't human beings. You understand what I'm saying? In the neighborhood that we come from, how can you tell somebody to move around? They stay right there, you stay right there. It's like when we standing over there by the tree, they gonna stand under the trees. So exactly. I might not be talking to you, but hey, we standing under the tree, you feel what I'm saying? It's just, I've been, I've been around people so long, it's just half of my homeboys that that you might see me with. I just said I wasn't talking to him no more. You feel <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> no, I feel you. <laughs> I got one homeboy calling me right now. I said I ain't gonna respond because he hard headed and he ain't learned his lesson yet. But I know eventually I'm gonna have to respond and see what I gotta do to help
0: him. I feel you, man. I feel you now. Before we get out of here, I got to ask you about that MC Hammer syndrome one more time, man. When you know you got to help everybody. What kind of pressure is that like on you, man? Because at the end of the day, obviously you got a good heart and you want to show up for people. It's pressure.
1: It's only pressure on you if you if you if you ain't a giver. It ain't yeah. never pressure on a giver to give. He going to give until he broke. Well, it, see, the that's the issue. Is you to stop. Is that what I'm saying. What kind of pressure is
0: that when you look in the mirror and say, "Hey, nick Hey man this mud is leaving and we got to
1: keep this we got bills and kids well I think yeah you're right you're right about that that dude make you look at it a different way. <laughs> you see what I'm saying once 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 I started seeing I was running through three three four hundred wrecks within 30 days <laughs> that, that was enough yeah that was enough <laughs> I was like oh yeah everything finna be different yeah 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 lastly I started looking at cars in the yard like, I don't even drive that I don't drive it well, <laughs> I don't need it I don't need it bro Come on. Yeah. Shake Ad, back.
0: Advice for the next guy coming into the game trying to have a successful music career, man. What advice invest do you
1: have? Invest in for? land. Ooh. Then you're going to be rich forever.
0: Come on, man.
1: You know, I got an 18-wheeler company popping, you know. Yeah. 5150 trucking. You can do that too. But invest in land. Yeah. Because that's, that's what I'm on as well. Yeah. So you can, can't nobody take the land from you. They can't burn the land up nothing land is forever and they don't make more land come on you know i'm on some own apartment complex type you know that's what i'm looking into right now my next project is apartment complex damn right lastly how
0: can them folks get in contact with you chris and I'm is there anything you want to let these folks know man
1: i'm on instagram man you can hit me up you know and if i ain't really nothing i want to let people know you know i'm laid back yeah you know if you actually you shall receive i'm gonna give it to you how you want it you know if you you got something you want to know? I ain't gonna cut no, I ain't gonna put no cut on it. Yeah, I'ma tell it to you how, how I need to tell it to you how you how you want how you want to hear. You know, yes, sir. Not how you want hear, how you need to hear.
0: Come on now. Yeah. And once again, the contact.
1: I'm on Instagram, Hurricane Chris Official. Get at me. I might get back at you if you ain't talking about nothing. I probably ain't gonna be talking about nothing new.
0: <laughs> Chris. My dog, appreciate you coming through this thing, boss. Bet. Wish you nothing but the best and much success. Be radio, shout it. Hurricane Chris, we gone.